It's time for Tower Talks with Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast. And here is your host, Inside Towers business editor, John Celentano. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Uh, This episode is sponsored by Inside Towers Intelligence, a quarterly market report that dives deep into the wireless infrastructure ecosystem, looks at market trends, capital expenditures, relevant M&A transactions, and more. Intelligence is designed for managers, marketers, and investors. An annual subscription also includes an exclusive briefing and online support. The Q4 2021 issue will be available shortly. For more information or to subscribe, visit insidetowers.com slash intelligence. We have another timely and interesting topic today. Power ascenders are a fairly recent product on the market, but they're getting more attention. They are designed to assist tower climbers in getting up and down towers safely and efficiently with less physical stress and fatigue. Ronin Revolution is the company behind the Ronin Lift Power Ascender. The company exhibited at the recent Nate Unite conference in Las Vegas, where it had the opportunity to present the product, and more importantly, to hear from the tower climber community. Joining me today to share some feedback and perspectives from that conference are Brian Bertrand, CEO of Ronin Revolution, and John Lamont, National Sales Director at GME Supply. Brian, John, welcome to Tower Talks. Thanks Great for being here. Uh, good to have you. Brian, uh, why don't you uh, start off, give us the, um, the elevator pitch on Ronin Revolution and a little background on the Ronin Lift development. Well, just a quick elevator pitch on, on Ronin as a company. We came out of the rescue industry and we were designing uh, hoists and winches for helicopters. So if you've ever seen a, co- a Coast Guard or mountainside rescue of a helicopter. That was the equipment we were involved in designing before we started designing power ascenders. And primarily, well, you know, while working within that industry, we saw helicopters starting to be used for a lot of commercial activities. Mm -hmm. And these are very similar activities that you would see in climbing where the helicopter is dual purpose and being used to take workers out to critical infrastructure to be maintained. This might be a, a transmission tower or an oil gas platform or an offshore wind turbine. And while working in that industry, we just identified lots of men and women that are working at heights each and every day. And we know access is a challenge. And so we took a hard look at power center technology with really a goal to see this widespread and deployed across the workforce. And that's really how Ronan came to be. Very good. Um, John, give us a little bit about uh, GME Supply and how you support the uh, wireless infrastructure business. Sure. Appreciate the opportunity to do so. Uh, GME is North America's premier outfitter of uh, fall protection, safety equipment, and gear for ad height workers. So we work with a number of industries and trades at height. Um, our goal is always to keep workers safe and productive. We have uh, locations spread across the uh, United States and a new location in Canada as well. Um, but the reason that uh, we're here today, obviously, is uh, when a product comes along that uh, helps keep workers safe and productive on the job, it's something that grabs our attention as well. And and uh, we create partnerships with companies that uh, are aligned to do that. And, and we feel like this this topic has particular interest for us and then the people we support. That's terrific. Good. So you both attended and, and exhibited for the first time, uh, at, at least Ronan exhibited for the first time at Nate. Um, how was the show for you, Bryant? And, uh, you know, how, how was the, the, the product itself being received uh, by the attendees? Well, the show was great. And, you know, hats off to Nate for putting on such a good show. It was great to see the attendance and the people out, um, you know, especially from where we were at, you know, last year. So, so, 
you know, the attendance was great. The venue was great. So mm -hmm. great job to Nate for uh, having a, a great venue and a show. And then from our standpoint, it was a really good opportunity for, for be, us to be out there face to face with the uh, telecommunications industry, um, you know, and able to communicate to the workers, the business owners, as well as the infrastructure owners all together in, in sort of one setting. So for our standpoint, it was really good to see. For a lot of individuals, this is the first time seeing the power of sender up close. Mm -hmm. They may have heard about it. For some of the workers, they have currently been using the equipment. So it was our chance to hear from the manufacturer and us to get feedback from, from uh, their use and how it's going for them. So from a standpoint of having everyone together, it, it was a really great show. And I think it also allowed us to receive and answer a lot of questions to really understand where the industry is at and what yeah. we really needed to do to support this equipment out in the industry in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you have the, was the equipment being demoed at all? And, and it was, you know, on, in this setting, we had the equipment set up on a, a tripod mount setup and we were doing uh, both ascending and winching um, with the equipment showing kind of both aspects of it um, and the different capabilities that, that you can use the equipment um, and it allowed, uh, you know, users to at least get their hands on the equipment, try some things out, look and understand a little bit some of the some of the stuff that we're bringing to the table and really, you know, kind of hear from them. And really, again, you know, you'll hear me talk about this a lot on the podcast, but really, again, continue to educate yeah. this user base, which is really a, a big portion of what we're trying to do this year, because that is an important component of this adoption and widespread use is the is the educational portion of, of the equipment and how it fits within the industry and how they can be using it. Yeah. So, so John, in that light, do you, do you, so would, would you include the, the, um, a sender as uh, sort of a tool in the toolkit as it were, um, are you, to complement a lot of your other, uh, um, climbing and per personal protection equipment, uh, product lines? Yeah, I think I'd reiterate Brian's statement. It was good to see people in person and, and it being the first show that we've had in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, it really made a difference to get people in front of you. And, and what they wanted to talk about was what's new. So what, what can I learn about? What can be different than what we're doing now? And uh, this product category and, and uh, the run in particular was one of the hottest topics in our booth because it's something different that people can utilize that they may or may not be doing now that they can learn more about to, to increase their productivity. And we'll, we'll talk about, I'm sure some of that stuff as we go through, but it's, it's an eye catcher because it's not something everybody's using and it's something people have a lot of questions about and they know that it can help uh, better their world on a day-to-day -day basis. So we have a lot of interaction in our booth about this, this product and this product category, as well as, you know, a number of other things that are hot topics in the industry, like rigging, um, training, things like that, but it, it all ties together. People want to know about what's new and, and what they could be doing that's more efficient than what they're doing now. Yeah, you mentioned education. I mean, what um, what does that involve? I mean, uh, what what do potential users of the product need to know, and, and how do you how do you share that with them? I think well, the, the yeah, yeah, no, no worries. I, I think that. Uh, the relationship between the manufacturer and the distributor is, is really important. And I'll turn over to, to Brian to, to get more into that as well. But we, we love to learn about a product before we ever offer mm -hmm. it. And I feel like we did a, a lot of research on 
on their own and with, with the developers of the product like Bryant to, to say, this is something really exciting we can bring to the customer base and we want to know it uh, and understand it and be trained on it before it's something we bring right. to market because that helps us be solid in our knowledge base. And I'll, I'll pass it over because I know there's a lot more that goes in depth in the development and training from, from their side. Well, you know, you know, from my standpoint, you know, John, edu education and safety, they go hand in hand, you know, to have a safe environment requires a lot of education, understanding on the tools and equipment um, you're using. The, the interesting thing about, you know, power to senders is there are so many different things that this type of technology can bring to the, to the work site. Obviously, you know, you see it taking people up as an elevator and there's an efficiency gain there. Um, you can talk about winching and hauling to bring material up and down. So there's some aspect there. There's rescue aspects that can be done with the device. So it's such a very multifaceted tool. And really, that's the important part of the education part to make sure, you know, operators are understanding the equipment. They're understanding how it goes together, how they can use it, how can it can be deployed out in the field, you know, efficiently and effectively. And it's something the infrastructure owners really care a lot about, too. If you look at it from their standpoint, they have users out on site. They want to make sure they can confidently use the equipment that they're operating with. And for again, you know, as I reiterated earlier, you know, for a lot of users, it's their first time seeing this equipment. Yeah. So it can be a little bit shocking at first when a tower climber straps into a Ronin and they're suddenly zipping up a 300 foot tower. Um, but, you know, from a worker standpoint, and a business standpoint, it's it's providing great efficiency. And from, you know, the the side of the infrastructure, they want to make sure they're operating safely on on their uh, infrastructure. So from our standpoint, we want to make sure we're addressing that from all angles. And it's it's one of the areas, you know, when we were asked questions, it's one of the areas that was really important and a topic from all parties, which was how are we conducting training? How are we getting more information out? Um, to make sure we know this equipment's being used. We just want to make sure this equipment's being used safely and, and operators are, are competent with what, what with knowing how to operate and effectively use the equipment. So that's some of the areas that we were trying to address to discuss a little bit about our training houses and our work with like safety LMS, okay. for example, to get training and access, you know, on a national level. Um, for these operators so that they're able to get the backgrounds and the certifications they need to operate with the equipment. Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, 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 and I'm glad you mentioned uh, Safety LMS. It's one of a number of climber training uh, facilities and organizations that um, do a really good job, and they, they don't take on anything unless they vetted it and they're confident in, in it. And uh, so, you know, they, so they, they're putting people through their, their training on this product now in, in their, um, in their different courses and their different certifications. Is that, is that yeah, so we're Yeah. So we're working with them and, and our goal is they've had, they've been able to provide training, but we really want to take it a step forward and start providing certification based training for the operators. So it's mm -hmm. really about taking that next level. If you look at it from a, a Ronin or a manufacturer standpoint, you know, this product is sold globally and nationally. And from a manufacturer standpoint, you know, we do do training here in house, but the best training is going to be practical training that is uh, industry specific to the application that it's being used. Right. And access to that training is really important that operators are able to get easy access to the training. So for example, we have one main link location out here in Southern California, and these operators again are working nationally 
all over the U.S. And Safety LMS has that kind of wider berth to be able to provide that training to these operators. So it's a win-win for both parties. They're going to get practical uh, industry-specific access and training, as well as the ability to get training kind of in their local markets mm -hmm. where they're serving. So from our standpoint, that's really how we address that training portion. And, uh, and if you look at it from an industry standpoint, I think it's important too, because they offer, you know, training within rope access also. And if you look at, you know, just the industry, this, you know, what's going on, you know, this was the first year that Sprat was, you know, at the, at the show and providing, you know, technical rope access kind of introduction and training and thought, because a lot of this climbing is going to start moving to in the, in the realm of synthetic ropes. Mm. Interesting. Now, when you say certification, um, are, uh, is this type of uh, activity covered under existing certifications or is this something that has to be developed as a new certification? This is something that's getting developed that is new. If you look at it from a power ascender standpoint, this technology really does not have a product class and standard built for that. That's another area of a, of a, I'll call it an aha moment at the show where there was a lot of, again, discussion on how do we get this standard in place? That's very important. If you look at regulations and how regulations are developed, you would think, you know, naturally you would think this would flow from the top and flow down into an industry. And that's not really how uh, uh, this really works. It really starts at the, the worker level and best practices are established there. Right. And those be pra best practices end up becoming standards and those standards end up getting adopted is, is regulation. So, you know, we've already seen use at the worker level and that kind of groundswell with this technology. And that next natural step now is let's develop a standard and best practice for this technology that makes sense specifically in that industry right. to help support that, that natural progression. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a really good point. Uh, so John, when you're, when you're offering uh, such products as, as part of your portfolio, is that, um, um, do, do you have, uh, you have to check if somebody is certified before they buy it or, uh, is it, uh, is it to the companies that are already, uh, you know, in your, in your customer base? Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's, it's a great question because it's a new product that is, has caught a newer product that has caught a lot of attention. So when we do that, I mentioned it before, we want to know the product and we, we classify that internally as gear expertise and we want to understand what's needed with it. So if we're selling it, we want to communicate with the contractor that there's a lot of excitement in the industry. Uh, the folks that uh, they may work with, whether it's a GC or a tower co or, or anybody in those categories will want to know that they have training that is uh, recognized by the manufacturer or done by the manufacturer that um, gives them the ability to safely use the device uh, on site. Right. So we, we make sure they have that information. We have uh, conversations with that as we're selling the device and refer them to folks like Safety LMS and, and others and, and make sure that uh, they, have, they have an understanding of what's needed yeah. before they can safely use it in the field. And, and I'd add, too, that from the NAIC perspective, as I'm on the uh, Safety and Education Committee there and the SEMC Committee there, that, you know, it, this product category and product of have had a lot of attention from those groups as well. And, and one of the reasons I'm even more excited about it is uh, folks like Ronan stepping up and saying, we want to be a part of working with Nate to, to mm -hmm. safely build the, uh, the usage of this device and make sure people understand, you know, how to use it in the field. And, and they're working on projects within Nate 
in conjunction with Ronan to uh, to make sure that there is that development of education that eventually goes into the standard to say this is how this product gets gets certified eventually, whether it's 359 or or whatever. Um, there's a cooperative effort there and instead of uh, one hand wondering what the other's doing. Right, right. No, that's, that's very good. Yeah, I, obviously, Nate it would have a, a vested interest in this for their their members. And, you know, we, we know from conversations with them and the podcasts we've done with them about the um, expansion of educational opportunities for this part of the industry and uh, at, at not only through training companies, but even at the local level of developing programs at community colleges and, and other educational facilities to, to bring on, uh, make available more education for people who want to get into the business. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, John, for, uh, are you, is it, is this product in, in your, in your catalog now? And, uh, and, uh, where, where, where is it available throughout your system? It is, it's in our catalog on our website. We have, uh, uh, it'll be available to be viewed at a variety of trade shows. I think uh, Brian would agree. Nate was an excellent kickoff to, to 2022. It was exciting to see that that many folks around. And I couldn't guess at how many conversations we had about about the product there. But I, I think you'll continue to see it uh, build. We'll have kits available um, that include the the rope and and other uh, uh, accessories that should be used with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know your local GME sales rep will obviously be interested in talking to you about that. I'm not afraid to, to plug those guys. They do a great job, but I can say that the biggest thing for us is that when, when you talk to folks here, they understand and they have a knowledge about the product because the manufacturer does a good job of, of training us on it. And that's, that's really important. We don't want you to call in and, and make a sale. We want you to call in and have a conversation about something that can make your day-to-day better. And that's, that's really the goal. So Brian, where, where do you expect to, sh- to showcase the product uh, in upcoming shows? Are, are you scheduled? Well, a- actually, our next show that we are at is uh, with within the next, uh, I, I think it would be uh, next two weeks. I believe it's uh, the 25th of April is the uh, incident prevention show. Uh-huh. And this is uh, power utility. So uh, this is transmission tower, a little bit different than telecommunication tower, but a lot of the same challenges when it comes to to climbing that critical infrastructure for maintenance. And again, this is a multifaceted tool used within that industry. But uh, the next place you can see us uh, doing in-person demonstrations is at that IP conference in Orlando. Okay, very good. Uh, You know, to your point, I mean, you, you know, our focus here is obviously wireless infrastructure, but at the same time, uh, applicability to anybody working at height um, would, uh, would benefit from a, a system that uh, helps them get up and down that structure a little easier and, uh, and still work in a safe way, right? Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you talk about, you know, personal protective equipment. And, um, you know, if you look at it from a kind of a uh, you know, hierarchy of controls, PPE is really down there at the bottom is one of the least effective things because at the end of the day, its job is to really protect you after that accident's already happened. Mm. And so if you have an accident driven from fatigue and a worker maybe makes a mistake and he takes a fall, you're hoping the PPE can help keep him safe. Really what the Ronin's starting to do is, is uh, proactively start to maybe prevent that potential accident that maybe was driven 
through fatigue or, or being tired just by through the, uh, the, the nature of taking a lot of the physicality out of the work. You know, uh, it's no strange uh, coincidence that most accidents and injuries are happening at the end of the day. Most of the time, it's usually when workers are at the most, uh, they're at their, their tiredness. They want to go home. Uh, then the mistake happens and you're hoping this PPE is take, uh, you know, keeping them safe. But if we can get more Ronins out in workers' hands and there's a chance of less uh, falling or injuries happening because they're less tired, I think it makes a huge sense for the, uh, for the industry. And then from a safety standpoint, if you need to get up and rescue somebody on a tower that's maybe injured, there's going to be no quicker way to get up at height and get that worker down than this type of equipment. So from lessening uh, injury chance and helping promote quicker rescue, mm -hmm. there's no better uh, equipment or product class available on the market than power descenders for these functions. Yeah, and with, with the upcoming months being spring and summer, we know we've had a, a long conversation internally as well about heat stress, and it's a big focus for uh, safety groups around the country right now as well. So any chance to alleviate the impact over on the worker over the course of the day. And then it, as Brian pointed out, the, the big thing for us is discussing its, its usage and rescue and how that solves problems that uh, we didn't know we had as well. So um, there's a lot there outside just being able to get up and down fast. There's a lot of stuff that it, it, it plays into uh, an overall safer environment. Excellent. Well, look, guys, this is this is great. Um, uh, I think it's a, a you know a real plus that we're introducing a product like this to the market and uh, and the benefits that it brings. Um, uh, any any final thoughts or, or remarks you'd uh, you'd like to make, uh, Bryant? You know, just you know, I always think you know, getting on and having these conversations is really important. You know, when discussing this and. And, you know, my biggest comments are to the businesses and the workers that are interested in this technology. Uh, don't be afraid to pick up the phone and, and give us a call. This is what we're here for. We want to talk about it. We want to talk about how this equipment's going to make your, your workforce safer, more efficient. We want to talk to you about how you can use it. Um, and that's really, um, you know, what I really want to stress is don't be afraid to ever call the manufacturer and ask questions and ask the hard questions. We're going to learn as much from you as you're going to learn from us so please at any time if you guys have questions about the technology don't be afraid to uh, give us a ring give us a call excellent john you have the last word uh i think it would just be a, a tip of the hat to to ronan real quick because there's a lot of folks that come up with a new product idea and try and get as many out there as quickly as possible and there's those that want to do it to to literally keep people safer and and uh in in their work environment. And I think they did it the right way by bringing it to market, coming up with a training plan, um, coming up with a, a way to educate the industry and, and continue to, to work towards progress. And that's a, a compliment because we deal with a lot of folks. So, Yeah, we know you do that. You do a good job there. Uh, give us, give us the contact, uh, uh, John, give us the contact URL for uh, GME. Sure. The, the main number for GME is 718. 2103913, and that will uh, reach our client services group. They can get you out to any rep uh, in any region or just uh, have a conversation with them. And your website? Uh, GME.com. Okay, excellent. Bryant, um, do you have any video uh, sort of showing the, the lift in action or uh, can we go to your website and get, get more information? 
Uh, there's lots of videos on our website um, where you can go see the the lift in action, um, mm -hmm. as well as train. There's some you know basic training videos up there also, uh, but plenty of information on the website. You can always get to that website at uh, www.roninpowercenter.com. Okay. And then our main number, if you need to reach us, is just 657-444-2557. And, you know, again, you know, if, if there's something specific that uh, you would like to see or information you'd like to get, you know, give us a call. If, if you've got a relationship with GME, uh, you can reach out to them and they will they have no problem giving us a call. So we're happy to, you know, assist. And we also have... A demo equipment that we can make available. So okay. it's something that you want to, yep. um, so to speak, kind of put your foot in the lake before you jump in waste first. <laughs> you know, we can help accommodate that also uh, so that you can start to get a, a, a little bit of taste of what this equipment can offer and, and bring to your job site and to your workers. Excellent. Well, John and Bryant, uh, thanks for an interesting and informative session. And thanks to our listeners. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Tower Talks. To subscribe to our podcast, our daily newsletter, or use our other industry resources, please visit InsideTowers.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Tower Talks from Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast.